Hello and welcome to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're a startup church we just planted in September 2020. And at the Kalamazoo Church, we believe that Christianity is done best when it is done together. And so if you live in the Kalamazoo area, we would love to connect. Be it coming to a Sunday service, one of our small groups, or even just grabbing coffee with a member to learn more. You can visit kalamazoo.church in order to do that. We pray that you are inspired by what you hear today. Hey guys, so we are digging into the book of Acts, and first I want to welcome you to my three seasons house. Uh, we will stay here once in a while. Um, you know, it's very modest. Um, just kidding. We're, we're just renting it for a week. We're here with family. We're in Tampa, Florida, or actually Largo, but essentially Tampa. And so actually right now we are worshiping with a house church over here in the Clearwater area. I didn't realize that Florida was on Eastern time zone. I had it in my head that we were on Central, so I thought I'd be able to do the lesson here, like for Kalamazoo, and then just be able to go to church in uh, Tampa. But go figure, it is in Eastern time zone, so that's my bad. So this stuff is pre-recorded, but I, I hope that we'll pull a bunch out of it. We're actually digging into uh, a specific time in Paul's uh, missionary journey. This is actually his third missionary journey, and we're over here. We're in Acts 19. There's a bunch to take away from it. We're actually, it's Acts 19 and 20, but we're only going to look at Acts 19. I think there's so much to pull out of just this little bit. And there's one overall enormous theme that we really want to hash out for this time. The title of the lesson today is Our Faith Should Influence the World. That is, a, that is a lofty goal. That's a lofty title. It's not that our faith has the ability to. It's not that our faith can. It's that our faith should influence the world. And we certainly see that in, in this text that we're going to read this morning. The, the main takeaway, if you guys are going to get anything from this lesson, get that the city of Kalamazoo, the economy of it, the media of it, the entertainment areas, they should feel the weight of true Christianity. This starts in our sphere, and then it spreads throughout the entire city. In Acts 19, it begins with, really, it starts in Acts 18 with Apollos, this Christian, being converted. And then it goes where Paul really follows up Apollos' footsteps or backtracks Apollos' footsteps and interacts with Christians who were taught accurately. So they weren't taught inaccurately, but they weren't taught the entirety of, of the gospel. And he asks them, "Do you have you heard this message about Jesus and his baptism? And they said, no, we've only heard about the baptism of John, which is a baptism of repentance. And then Paul teaches them the correct way. They're baptized. They receive the Holy Spirit. And then this is the, the start of his time in Ephesus, which is the area that we're talking about this morning. And we're going to lock in to just this area of Ephesus. So we're going to, we're going to pick up, we'll pick up here in Acts 19 in, in verse 8, uh, starting 8 through 12. 
It says, Paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly there for three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. But some of them became obstinate. They refused to believe and publicly maligned the way, so Paul left them. He took the disciples with him and had discussions daily in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. This went on for two years so that all the Jews and Greeks who lived in the province of Asia heard the word of the Lord. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left them. They stop here. So there's a full thing, a few things to, to pick out. One is it says uh, Paul entered the synagogue. That's basically his tradition, that he goes in and he preaches to Jews firstly. And he does that for three months. And then we learn that for whatever reason, they, they say, well, this is, uh, this is not the message that we want to hear. Although it makes sense, it's not the message that we, we like. And so we're, we're left with any, he's, he's going and he's preaching in the lecture hall of Tyrannus. And there's a picture right here that I'll show of what this lecture hall would have looked like. Basically, what we learn is that this, this individual, it probably would have been open to the public from about 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. This would have been the time of siesta, the time to uh, from, from work to take a little bit of time off. And so we understand Paul at this point was a tent maker. And so in the morning he would work, he would preach right now, and then in the evening he would work as well. And so in this time, though, he's preaching the message. It says he's able to preach for two years. Uh, one cool thing that I'm, I'm just really excited about, this bird would shut up. I, I'm, I'm really excited at the idea of preaching in a lecture hall. So we are going to, uh, in, in the fall, it's going to be really exciting. We're going to actually be able to be a student organization, God willing, at Western Michigan. We have enough students and we're going to be able to be a student organization and we're going to be able to preach in lecture halls. And I'm super excited for that. On, on top of that, the other, the other thing that we learn about Paul is that his ministry is, is unique. There's amazing miracles that God is working through him. For you and I, the, the big takeaway or the lesson, it's, it's so cool to see a church that had been established for a couple of years. But it says something that I really want to pick out. It just says that in two years, everyone in that province had been preached to. In two years, the Jews and the Greeks, everyone in the province had been preached to. So for you and I, what a high calling that in, in just two years, Paul was able to preach to so many. Paul and then his followers were able to preach to so many. For, for you and I, the same can be true. That the whole, think about the whole county of Kalamazoo hearing the message preached. Let's keep, let's keep reading here. We're, we're just building up. I really, there, there's a main point. And again, the, the main takeaway is that a Christian, the Christian life should be seen and felt by all in the county of Kalamazoo. It should be felt, the weight of it. Let's let's keep reading, and then we'll get to our, our, our big point here. It's in Acts 19, and we're going to read 13 through 20. It says, Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. They would say, In the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. Seven sons of Siva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, Paul I know about, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. Stop here. So we've got this story and it seems to be 
a little bit out of place. So like, why is this bit? It's just, I mean, if, if I'm Luke, I guess I'm just recording and it seems like such an interesting story that I have to include it. But I do think it communicates some pretty interesting things. Uh, these are people that are trying to do something spiritual, but they are not spiritual people. They are trying to do spiritual things, but they are not spiritual themselves. And it does not work well for them. I think it highlights so much of the spiritual battle that you and I are in. It is a, it is a real thing. It's not something that is just through, you know, different uh, statements. It is actually going on. It is, it's amazing to, to see that this spiritual battle was seen then. It was seen later on as Paul is writing to the church in Ephesus. You guys can actually open up to uh, Ephesians 6. And it's a scripture that we're familiar with, but I hope this adds context to it. We, we actually focused all, all on this scripture, really, I, I think last fall. It says, For our struggle, in verse 12, is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the, the powers of this dark world and the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And certainly that is seen right there. And the, and the text here, actually, the interesting thing, that it uses a couple of words. It says, Jesus, I know. This is what the, the demons say. Jesus, I know. Paul, I know about. Jesus, and the, this word, I know, is a Greek word that was through knowledge or, or rather knowledge through experience or interaction. So I, I know I, I've experienced this person. Evil spirits have experienced Jesus. It says, Paul, I know about. And this knowing about would have been a knowledge through learning or from understanding. They're like, I don't know who you are, though. It's, it's a lesson for, for you and I that hear me now. We want to be those people who evil spirits know about. How cool would it be if evil spirits, even in that, that reign right now in the town of Kalamazoo, the city of Kalamazoo, County, help me out now, be gracious. Uh, if, they, if they know about us, they talk about us. When we reach out to somebody, they feel us. I want to I wanna help be a part of a church where evil spirits know about us. And then and then let's keep reading because something amazing happens. These guys run out naked. It's almost a comical story. And then and then here though, it says when this became known in 17, when this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, they were all seized with fear, and the name of the Lord Jesus was held in high honor. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they had done. A number who had practiced sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. People were freaked out. They saw what they saw the spiritual battle and those who were weaker Christians excuse me, immature Christians or were not yet strong Christians 
saw that and they decided they wanted to be a part of the battle. And so let us throw off everything that hinders is the image that we get, isn't it? This is, these are things, and maybe certainly they, they practiced sorcery, maybe, but maybe some hadn't practiced sorcery for a bit. Maybe they realized this is demonic. I'm not practicing it. It's just going to go away. It's going to, I'm going to hide it and I'm not going to bring it up. But in light of God working powerfully, they realized they want to be people who evil spirits know about as well. And so not only did they, they, they didn't, it says they, they, maybe they could have put it on uh, the website. You know, if, if it was us today, maybe we'd say, well, we can sell our fill in the blank. Let me put it on Facebook market or let me do something with it. And let me get at least a little bit of money. And they said, no, we're going to get rid of it all. There's, there's not a really good understanding of how much money that was the low end is about 480,000 is what uh, dollars in today's uh, U.S. dollars today. Um, the high end is even up to 5 million. So probably somewhere right in between there. It's a huge, uh, huge gap. But the point is, it's a lot of money. Uh, I put before us, maybe we've got it in the bank. Some of us just chilling, but I know I don't. And, uh, but some, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's money that, that you can feel. And yet the people said, it, because of this, I, we need to get rid of it. And what does it say happened? Read verse 20 again with me. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. Let's keep reading now. This is the crux of the, the message that I want to convey. It's Acts 19 and it's 23 through 29. There's a bunch to pull out of here. It says, about that time, there arose a great disturbance about the way. A silversmith named Demetrius, who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought in a lot of business for the craftsmen there. He called them together along with the workers in related trades and said, you know, my friends, that we receive a good income from this business. And you see and hear how this fellow Paul has convinced and led astray large numbers of people here in Ephesus and in practically the whole province of Asia. He says that gods made by human hands are no gods at all. There's danger, not only that our trade will lose its good name, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be discredited and the goddess herself who is worshipped throughout the province of Asia and the world will be robbed of her divine majesty. When they heard this, they were furious and began shouting, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Soon the whole city was in uproar. Dot, dot, dot. We'll, we'll, we'll read it in a bit. So pause here. There's a few uh, contextual things that I really want to give light to in my study. I was, I was blown away by a few things. One is the, this this place, uh, the Temple of Artemis, it was, it was actually one of the seven wonders of the world. Uh, at, at least it was identified as, as that. And I'll read this excerpt from this, this person that was writing in, in 140 BC. So this is even before this was written. This person is writing, identifying this as being as amazing as it is. It says, I have set my eyes upon the, the wall of lofty Babylon on which lies a chariot road, the statue of Zeus by the Alpheus and the hanging gardens and the Colossus of the sun and the huge labor of the high pyramids and the vast tomb of somebody. But when I saw the temple of Artemis, which rose to the clouds, these other marvels lost their brilliance. And I exclaimed, lo, apart from Olympus, the sun has never looked upon aught so grand. 
And so this temple that was in Ephesus, that is the place that Paul is preaching, is identified as being amazing. We don't have a, a great reconstruction of it. I think there's some pictures of some ruins that I'll show you that, that you can probably see right now. And then there's, there's, it, it could have looked pretty crazy, but it's identified as being 230 feet by 418 feet. And so it was enormous. It was four times the size of the Parthenon. This was a place that, that people worshiped and, and Artemis was a goddess that, that was worshiped in other areas as a goddess of the hunt. But in Ephesus, she was worshiped for a very different reason. Uh, she was uh, worshiped for fertility and she was viewed as the, the goddess by, by which to give credit for, for becoming fertile or to praise in an effort to become fertile. And you can understand there's, there, I, I don't even feel good about showing a picture of her, uh, or of, of a statue of her because of the, the lewdness of it. And you can see the darkness of this. And, and yet this individual is saying, Hey, we, she's worshiped here. This is so much of our economy. We've got to stop these Jesus people from preaching this. This was an incredibly prominent part of the worship and the business surrounding this God. And it was being impacted by Christianity. These Christians, they were having such a strong impact in that area that it was affecting the worship of the people and the worship of the people was affecting the finances of this entire environment Think about that for a second. This is how we ought to endeavor to change society. There's, there's, a, there's a quote by, by Charles Spurgeon. He's a, a Baptist preacher in, in London in the, in the early 1900s. He says this, I wish the gospel would affect the trade of London. I wish it might. There are some trades that need affecting, need to be cut a little shorter, not by an act of parliament, let acts of parliament leave us alone. We can fight that battle alone. But may it come to an end by the spread of the gospel. I have no faith in any reformation that does not come through men's hearts being changed. This was something that happened back in, in the, the acts of the apostles. But I want us to know it can happen today as well. It can happen in the, in the county of Kalamazoo as well. We need to be, we need to be so on, on our P's and Q's. We need to be so about the mission that, that, that we, we break down these areas of, of trade. And it, and it's happened before. There's the reality in the Salvation Army was started in the, the 1860s in London. And Actually, what, what ended up happening is there, there rose up bar owners and pimps actually organized what was called a skeleton army in an effort to oppose, uh, the, the Salvation Army. And they did it with violence and threats. And actually, a few of the, the members of the Salvation Army actually died or rather were murdered as a result of this. And so it was felt, certainly, this, this noble mission to provide help and to change was was felt by by those who wanted things to stay the same we can have that same impact in kalamazoo by the way that we we worship our christianity ought to make more of an impact than any law could put in place and and so hear me now these are just a few of the thoughts that i had again it's not it I, i'm going to identify a couple of things 
and the people who are doing them, they are not the enemy. But hear me now. What if, what if the way we worshiped as Christians, what if it changed the entire use of marijuana in Kalamazoo? And we understand that, that weed, recreational marijuana is legal in Michigan. What if the way that, that we practiced Christianity, what if that made, we, we made it a dry area where they knew, man, we cannot sell marijuana in this area. It is not, it is not feasible for us. Just by the way we, we practiced Christianity, by the idea, the reality of not being high on drugs, but being high on the spirit, which is, if I'm not mistaken, mentioned in Ephesians as well. What if, what if, what if by the way that we practiced Christianity, what if the whole sexual ethic of Kalamazoo was changed? What if there weren't any clubs? What if, literally, what if they said, we, there's no point in starting a club around Western Michigan's campus because there's too many people. They're just not, they just don't really want to follow this, this, this ideology. They're too focused on Bible banging. They're too focused on following God. That's just a weird place. Let's go somewhere else. What if based on the way that we practiced Christianity, we caused that kind of an uproar? Let's keep, let's keep reading here. And then I want to close us with, uh, with a vision, actually. It's in Acts 19, and we're going to pick up here. We'll pick up in verse uh, 29. It says, soon the whole city was in an uproar. The people seized Gaius and Aristarchus, Paul's traveling companions from Macedonia, and all of them rushed into the theater together. Paul wanted to appear before the crowd, but the disciples would not let him. Even some of the officials of the province, friends of Paul, sent him a message begging him not to venture into the theater. It says the assembly was in confusion. Some were shouting one thing, some another. Most didn't even know why they were there. Isn't that the truth with crowds? The Jews pushed Alexander to the front and shouted instructions. He tried to motion for them to be silent. But they realized he was a Jew. They shouted in unison for about two hours. Great is Artemis of the Ephesians. And then we're not going to read the, the end of it. But the reality is there's a, a city clerk who quiets them down and just communicates that you're, you're, we're at risk of starting a riot. There's no claim that's been made to these, of, against these people right here. And the, the reality is if we are going to live this way, it's going to be polarizing. We're going to live this way. There's going to be backlash. Hear me now. I'm our, our response is not to go out looking for trouble. I marijuana is not the problem. Understand that sin is the issue. But by the way we live, we can influence that stuff. Clubs and that's that's not the enemy. The enemy is way bigger and way greater. However, by the way we live, we can influence that. And so as, as we look at our brothers and sisters who had such a great impact on, on the region that they were living in just for a short period of time, I, I want to show a picture right now of the, the whole county of Kalamazoo. And think about right now and then think about if we just had our, in our circles of influence, if we just influenced the areas of those that, that we touch. And then, and then as, as naturally as it would happen is that those areas that we touch would expand to other areas and people would become Christians in those areas. And then the people that they interact with, their influence would grow. And as we grow in our church, there's, it's, you know, what's going to happen is our influence is going to grow and the church is going to grow in number as well. 
And it seems like an unrealistic thing that we can have such a great impact on, on a county so big, 300,000 plus people. And yet, if, if we realize what, what happened then, it says the whole province of Asia heard the message in just two years. It can be done. We have the ability because Jesus is our Lord to do that. We have the ability to be known about by evil spirits. And to, and you know what? It, it doesn't say it, but you know what evil spirits were? They were scared of Paul. Man, I, I'm not, again, I'm not going out looking for it. However, it's going to be awesome when we get to heaven and we learn, man, there were some evil spirits that were terrified in the city of Kalamazoo. They did not want to go around Kalamazoo. They figured, let's go to other counties. We can't mess with Kalamazoo. It's not through anything that we're doing. It's, it's through a commitment to Jesus and seeing what he is going to do in the lives of individuals and the influence that we have on them. Right now, actually, we're going to lead into contribution. And why contribution and why now? Well, a few things. One, it's inspiring. These people decided to, to they, they foregoed the money that they could have got for, for selling these scrolls. And their allegiance was on Jesus and Jesus exclusively. We have an opportunity every time we give contribution to communicate. The world's allegiance is, is so closely tied to money and the security that money provides. And yet ours is in Christ alone. Right now, let us pray for contributions. Dear God, Lord, we love you, God. We want to be those who impact Kalamazoo. Father, we want to be those who, who impact certainly the world, but Lord, we know it starts here. God, please continue to refine our hearts. Lord, continue to influence us and impact us. God, if there are scrolls that need to be burned in our lives, God, make that obvious, Lord. put Let it be known, Father. Lord, I know that you will work powerfully when it is. Father, I, I want to pray that our spheres can grow and that the people that we influence can grow spheres. Father, I pray that that you will use us to do amazing things, Father, certainly throughout the world, but absolutely in Kalamazoo. Lord, we love you. God, I pray that we'll love Kalamazoo more than any other group of people. Father, I pray that you see this money that we give, Lord, and, and see it as a holy sacrifice to you. Lord, we love you. This is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. If you're in the Kalamazoo area, we'd love to get connected. Please go to kalamazoo.church and fill in your information to come to a Sunday service or any other event that we have going on. In any case, you'll be hearing from us next week. Save my souls.